Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. Well, God is good, isn't he? I'm kind of an addict for God's presence. I used to be addicted to other things, but now I got this. (laughs) And it's a good thing. Any former addicts are like, amen. (laughs) I love God's presence. I love to see God move. I love to see God heal people, speak words to them, and their lives are changed. Just from one word. Well, I'm teaching on worship. It's not exactly a flow to it, because that's what we're doing right now. (laughs) But hey, you can be seated. Thank you, worship team. Stephen's going to keep playing for me. So if you're wondering, why are the keys still going? Because I asked him to. Pastor Jordan and Morgan, I appreciate it. Allowing me uh, to share your pulpit. Your intro was too kind and embarrassing. (laughs) And uh, I was trying to find a corner to hide in, but uh, y'all would have seen me. So I appreciate it very much. Um. I'm gonna do the best I can. (laughs) I love teaching, I love worshiping. I do it because I care for people. I don't have any other agenda than that. I care for people. I wanna see people's lives change just like mine has been changed. So so we're gonna jump into it. It's already 7.53, my goodness. Everybody's like, hey, I gotta go to bed, man. (laughs) Get over it. Okay, get over it. You can watch Netflix tomorrow. All right, I'm going to talk about worship tonight. These foundational series, uh, the foundation nights that we've been doing, I, I've really enjoyed them. Going over the basics. Sometimes it's, it's, it's not always the big things that's tripping you up in life. It's a lot of those little things that we let slip. Pastor's taught on reading your Bible. He's taught on prayer. Now we're teaching on worship tonight. So let's just jump right into it. And before we jump into it, I want to say this. Pastor said Sunday morning, <laughs> talking about how every part in the body matters. And sometimes the small parts, we forget about them until you stub your toe. Yeah, he, he mentioned that. And then you remember how bad it hurts. Well, I was uh, playing guitar Sunday night and I went downstairs just walking, just, you know, walking slow. And I just kicked the ottoman as hard as I could. And I heard a snap. And now my foot is basically black. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't say any words that I shouldn't have said, but it hurt really bad. Just, just wanted to share that. Thought it was kind of interesting. <laughs> All right, let's talk about worship. Ready? Worship is simply giving a person or object a place of importance or honor. Worship is, a, it, there's an old English definition, and it just means simply worth. It means worth. What in your life right now, I'm asking you, you don't have to say it out loud, but what are you giving worth to in your life right now? What about your kids? Maybe your career? Maybe the latest TV series that everyone's talking about? What are you giving worth to? Maybe people's opinion of you? It's deer season, maybe deer hunting. I had to call myself out on that one. There's a big buck in the woods and I'm going after him soon, but uh, what are you giving worth to? Maybe what about being up to date on the latest gossip at COTR? You know, what are you giving worth to? Trust me, it's not that important. You don't need to know. (laughs) But people worship what's important to them. We all do. 
And I could go probably 10 different directions on the topic of worship. And if you want to hear some more of those directions, pastor's covered the topic of worship for a few years, few years now, and he's covered just about every avenue. So if you're interested in hearing more, you could look it up on our podcast. But I want to talk about a few things specific tonight. You know, worship was designed as an act to bring honor to God, but also for us, a spirit of obedience and submission to God. You know, God created us to worship him. You know, that's what your life is for. That is the point of it. Not to build your kingdom or your thing. It's okay if you do it. You're building some stuff, but When the manufacturer makes a product, he has an intended desire for it. If you make phones, you sell phones, there's an intended desire for that. When God made us, he's the manufacturer, we were the product. We're made to worship and worship him. But yet a lot of times we worship a lot of other things, but we were made to worship him. But it's a choice. And on Sunday morning, when I look out, I can see that it's a choice. I can see who's given a sacrifice of praise, Marion. I can see who's worshiping when life gets crazy. And I can see who stands like this when life is crazy. You know, it's kind of a, a bird's eye view up here. You kind of get to see all of it. You see 10, 15 in the morning, who's walking in. You know, you see who's got up to the bathroom for the fourth time because they had too much Tomo last night. You get to see it all. But worship is a choice. <laughs> so I'm jumping right into it. I want to give you my two reasons for worshiping. And they're not my opinion. It's actually scriptural. <laughs> but they're my reasons for worshiping. You ready for it? Number one, it's going to blow you away. Get ready. Ready? God deserves it. Woo! Wow. What a zinger. God deserves it. God deserves your praise. Number one, God deserves it. It's that simple. We owe God our worship. He hasn't demanded it. He didn't say, you will, because then that would make us robots, and we're not that. God wants a relationship with us, but he deserves it, first and foremost. Let's look at um, Psalm 29.2, and I have a bunch of scriptures, and I'm just going to go crazy with them. I'm going to read them all through. Psalm 29.2 of the NKJV, it says, Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. I love that. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. He deserves it. It says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You know, holiness, living a life that's holy and separated and, and, and set apart. You know, that's holy. You know, holiness is, still isn't a cuss word. It still isn't. You know, holiness is still a good thing in 2022 when everyone has become so relaxed with how they live. Holiness. It's a good thing. It's not an old-time Pentecostal thing that grandma did. Holiness is a, is a wonderful thing. I love holiness. When people mention it, I'm like, oh, i got to clean my life up. No, no, I'm like, I love holiness. I'm still working on me just like you're still working on you. But I love holiness. He says, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And we need to choose to <laughs> cut some things out. AMC, I don't have time to worship. Okay, cool. Hey, what happened on season two last night? Awesome. What was the final score of that game? Hey, how did you score on golf? I mean, I can go on and on. I don't have time to worship. We do. We have time to do what we want to do. I'd say if you laid out your, your week, 
Let's remove work. We kind of have to work. And let's look at our free time. All of us would be surprised at the things that we could cut out. Social media is just not important. It's just not. In light of eternity, it means pretty much nothing unless you're using it as a tool to spread the name of Jesus. But we need to cut some things out. You do have time to worship. You do have time to get in his presence. You do have time. You know, I consider reading your word. I consider prayer. That's all worship. It's all giving worth to something. Let's look at Revelations 4. Revelation 4. There's no S on it. 4.11 NLT. It says, you are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you please. We're talking about God deserves it. You know, every gift in this room, every talent, every calling is from God. Every great business idea isn't because you're so smart and so innovative. <laughs> it's because God gave you that thing. And when I get up to speak or to, or to, to lead worship or to, to lead, God gave me that grace, that ability. It's not something I, I just do. God gave me that thing. He deserves it. When you go to work and you get noticed for your part in it and your hard work, that's God helping you with that. That's him giving you his ability. Let's look at Psalm 156. talking about God deserves it. It said, let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. And then it says, praise the Lord. <laughs> I was reading that and I said that in my best Nacho Libre voice, but um, I don't know if everybody would get that. <laughs> so everybody do this. Breathe in. Breathe out. Awesome. You got breath. You can praise the Lord. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's look at Romans 12, 1, out of the passion. We're talking about he deserves it. Yes. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? To surrender yourselves to God and be his sacred living sacrifices. Here it is again, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Living in holiness your genuine expression of worship. Let's live a life worthy of what Jesus paid for. A lot of us are living really far below that. Not, not to beat ourselves up, but a lot of us are living beneath that. Jesus paid the ultimate price and he deserves our best. He deserves our worship, all of our focus, all of our attention. He deserves it. So point number one, why I worship, why we should worship is simply he deserves it. All right, point number two, you ready for this? And this is my favorite one. I love this. I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful. I can hear the ones that I think of. I'm thankful. Psalm 95, verses one through three out of the Passion. And this is, this is I love this, uh, I love this translation. I can, I can imagine me or someone else standing up here reading this during a worship service. It says, come on, everyone. Let's sing for joy to the Lord. Let's shout our loud, loudest praises to our God who saved us. Everyone come meet his face with a thankful heart. Don't hold back your praises. Make him great by your shouts of joy. For the Lord is the greatest of all. King God over all other gods. You know, every Christian, every person in here, you have a theme over your life. You have a theme. You have a testimony. You have a story. That's the theme of your life. Everyone has been through different things. 
experienced different things, and now that you're in God's kingdom, that has shaped the way you kind of serve God. Some things are super important to you. Other things, not that it's bad or good, just not as important. What's really important to me might not be super important to someone else. It's like, hey, I haven't been through those same experiences. I haven't needed to be delivered from addiction and pornography addiction and living a goofy life and pursuing this and this and this and this. I haven't needed that. But when I think about those things and what God's done for me, I'm thankful. And we all should be. But your theme is your testimony. Mine's thankfulness. That's why I worship. You guys hear us up here all the time. Every Sunday, Amzie, you're ever going to stop saying, I'm thankful, I'm thankful. And I say, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. I will always. Sometimes I was telling the worship team, sometimes I think that's a little simple. Is it too simple? Should I be moving on to the deeper things of God? <laughs> Thankfulness is simple. It's a basic thing, elementary. <laughs> but I can't get away from it. I haven't been able to get away from it. When I think about what God has done for me. I'm thankful. I can't get away from it. I, I, I thought, man, I've been up here for three years now saying the same thing. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> I'm still thankful. And I really, really believe that when I'm 60 and 70, I, and I hope I keep stirring myself up all my, my whole, all my life to be like, I'm still thankful. It's simple, but it's true. And as I started looking, I know a number of scriptures about thankfulness, but I started looking and it's just like, man, this is all over the Bible. I mean, thankfulness is everywhere. That's why I've got like 15 scriptures tonight. <laughs> so this is funny. When I was typing this in, my iPad always autocorrects stuff. I'm like, that's not what I said. One time I sent pastor a cuss word. I'm like, that did not mean to do that. Like, I don't even text like that. I don't even talk like that. But it said, I said, you need to find your why for worship. But it, and I... I got done typing that. I looked back down and it said, you need to find your wife for worship. So I'm not sure if it was a typo or if that was prophetic. So all the, we're talking about finding your wife. So single men, just kind of real quick, look around, just real quick. If there's any certain girl looking, she might be the one. Just maybe when, if she steps up here for worship, you just all of a sudden appear by her. It's like, hey, what's going on? Find your wife for worship. Remember that. No, we need to find our wife for worship though. Minus thankfulness. Yours, yours might be something different. I would say we could all we could all rally around that one though. But that that's that's simply now and, and worship is not this what we just did right here tonight. I think when we say let's worship God or live your life to worship God, everybody just thinks like, oh, you know, a worship service. No. It's 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 literally like every area of our life. That's, I'm I'm gonna focus on a couple things tonight, but it is every area of our life. Our obedience to him, getting as waking up early and jumping into the word when you don't feel like it, when your three kids climbed in your bed and we're kicking you the back all night, like, okay, maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> Wake up at four in the morning, why are you in here? Please go. <laughs> but you, you need to find your why for worship. Let's look at Psalm 86, 12 through 13. talking about I'm thankful. It says, with all my heart and passion, I will thank you, my God. I will give glory to your name, always and forever. You love me so much, and you have placed your greatness upon me. You rescued me from the deepest place of darkness, and you have delivered me from a certain death. You know, thankfulness has a sound. It has a response. And I don't mean to pick on Sunday mornings. 
but I can look out and see, in my opinion, who's thankful. Thankfulness has a sound. It has a response. You're not thankful if you don't say thank you. I'm thankful in my heart. In my heart. Well, what, what good is that? I mean, tell somebody. Tell God. Express yourselves. I didn't really intend to talk about this too much, but on a Sunday morning, we need this place to be electric in here. Not waiting on pastor to stir us up. Or waiting on the worship team to hit that right note or sing, that, sing my favorite song. I'm not the pastor. I'm not, I'm not trying to correct the church. But we want this. We want the call. Okay, he said, go ahead. All right, so what I really want to say is um, we want the culture of this church to be a church that worships and presses in. And not just like, oh, can't wait to get to Asian Buffet after this and drink a Mountain Dew and eat some crab legs. Which a lot of people do, thinking that way. Service is going on, they're just thinking, oh, I hope I turn that crock pot on, keep warm. You know, people are so distracted on Sunday mornings. And here we are, we're up here, and we're, and we're hey, I'm going to press in whether anybody else presses in or not. I'm going to get what I need. I'm not leaving it on, is that person over here going to respond? When are they going to respond? If they respond, I respond. No, it's going to be me and Marion Hagler back here. We're just going to keep getting it, and you're going to keep shouting, and you're going to keep being blessed. And I'm with you. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to keep entering in. I'm going to keep being thankful because he deserves it. He deserves it. Man, if I had a third point, it would be be like Marion. Yeah, we need more responses like that. And I appreciate it. I'm glad somebody's saying something. And I'm thankful for you. Come on, thank you. I have two more scriptures here. Let's look at Psalms 106, 1. Talking about I'm thankful. It says, praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let's look at 1 Chronicles 16, 8 through 10. Keep, here it is again. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt in his holy name. Rejoice you who worship the Lord. And I want to get into this next point here. One of my favorite ways to worship, and it's not, it's not just something I can do. Everybody in here can do this. We can worship and we can sing out in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We can do that. Amy, what if I can't sing? That's all right. Do what you can do. That's fine. Do what you can do. Let's look at Colossians 3, 15 through 16. It says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Hello, there it is again. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. There it is again. I think there's kind of some thing. So what is, what is a psalm? What is a hymn? What's a spiritual song? How do you do that? A psalm. Psalm means praise. You can pick a psalm out of the book of Psalms and sing it. Maybe not the one that's so like, woe is me, life is falling apart, you know, I'm, I'm in a pit. <laughs> life is awful, God, why are you forsaking me? Maybe not one of those. Maybe one that's uh, giving God some praise. Not the woe is me. But that's a psalm. You can just pick one. Like, hey, I don't know how to write a song or just sing it. Flip your Bible, find one, sing it. You can do that. What's a hymn? 
The song that we sang tonight, I Thank God, that's a hymn. I thank God, that's a hymn. You can sing that. Any, any song that is thanking God, that's worshiping God, you can do that. Here's the other one that I think has a lot of oil on it and can really help your life. A spiritual song. That's a song that comes out from the inside of you to love on God for yourself. Sometimes it's a song that encourages you personally, or sometimes it's a song that can bring edification to whoever's around you. Maybe you can sing it out by yourself, and all of a sudden you're like, I better text so-and-so that what I just sang out. You can do that. That applies to everyone in here. I have no musical abilities. It applies to you. You can do it. It didn't say if you're a worship leader. Nope, didn't say it. didn't say if you can play piano or if you can sing. I don't see that anywhere. You can sing out in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Let's look at Ephesians 5, 18 through 19 out of the passion. It says, and don't get drunk with wine, which is rebelling. Let's talk about that for just a second. It has nothing to do with my message, but let's just talk about that. Hey, stay away from it. Quit, quit pushing the boundaries. Quit towing the line. The, I'm on the fence about it. The devil owns the fence. We know that. Quit pushing the boundaries with it. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. Find your satisfaction. Find your fulfillment from Jesus. Simple as that. Everybody said amen. Quit towing the line with it. Come on. And don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. <laughs> Instead, here, here's, here's a key. Be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. And your hearts were overflow with a joyful song to the Lord. Keep speaking to each other with words of scripture, singing the psalms with praises and spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. Again, it doesn't mention whether you have a good singing voice or not. But it does say this. Let's look at this. It says, instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Sounds like there's something we have to do here. Be filled continually with the Spirit. So pray in tongues. Four people just gained that ability. So they're going to be doing that now. But we got to stay full, pray in tongues. You won't be singing a spontaneous song. <laughs> you won't be if you're empty. If you're filling that void that's inside you with everything but God. Yeah, you, I mean, you'll get up and, and nothing will happen. Put the right stuff in you. Pray in the Spirit. Fill yourself up until you're overflowing. And that, just stuff, that stuff will just come out naturally. But I think it's interesting here. Let's look at this, though. It says, instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. And then it says, and your hearts will overflow with the joyful song to the Lord. So it, it's looking like to me that a spirit-filled person is a singing person. It didn't say if you want to, then sing a song. If you feel like it, sing a song. Instead, we feel continually with the Holy Spirit, and your hearts will overflow with the joyful song to the Lord. But you got to give something to that. It, it's going to come up inside of you. you got to sing that out. you got to do that. No, the Holy Spirit's not going to make you. But you can do that. So a spirit-filled person is a singing person. And an indicator that someone is filled with the Holy Spirit is a natural desire to sing and praise God. I didn't say it. God said it. Like, well, I don't sing. I'm, I'm too embarrassed to do it. Sorry. Talk to God about it. He said you can do it. And he said if you're spirit-filled, then something will come out of you. <laughs> so those, that's, that's, all, that's all I have for tonight. My two whys for worship is he deserves it. He deserves it. I mean, the reason that I'm standing here right now, my gosh, the journey that I've been on, he deserves it. And I'm not going to forget about it. Don't ever remember your past to go back to bondage to it. Never do that. Never do that. That's, why would you do that? You've been delivered from that. You've been brought out of Egypt. Don't go back to it. But remember to be thankful.
Simply just that. Don't think about it and start getting all like, oh, yeah, that's how it was. No, 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 just say, God, I'm so glad. Look, I don't even, who is that person over there? I don't even recognize him. I don't look like that anymore. I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful. I have a closing point. It's my pro tip. It's a pro tip. <laughs> so I'm not a Greek scholar by any means, but uh, Jim Ziegler had sent me uh, a, a, a word and said, it says this. It says, There's two Greek words, therapuno and therapon. Two Greek words. In English, it's the word therapy. In the original Greek, another way to describe therapy is worship. So let worship be the therapy for your life. Some people pay a lot of money for therapy. Hey, if you need it, go for it. Hey, if you can get help from that, go for it. But there's a free thing called worship and that you could do. You don't have to set up an appointment for, and you can go whenever you want to. And if they're sick, you have to miss your therapy, but you can worship whenever you want to. Worship is therapy. I was thinking, like, man, no, no wonder I feel so good all the time. Hey, I, I, still, I still go through things just like everybody does, but I'm thinking, I worship a lot, and that's my therapy. That's my time to say, God, it's not going too hot right now, but I know, you're, I know I'm getting on the other side of this, or God, everything is awesome right now. This is amazing. And worshiping on him and loving him. And life will just go so much better for you that way. Worship can be your therapy if you choose it. So are we going to choose that? Are we going to be a worshiping church? So when we come on here on a Sunday morning, people are stirred up. Not coming in drier than a southern Indiana corn cob field. Come on, stir yourselves up on a Sunday morning. I believe the ones that are here on a, on a Wednesday night, a weeknight, can you imagine? Some core group people. If we can get in agreement with this, we can make that place on Sunday morning electric. Why? Not to make me feel good or him feel good, but God deserves it and other people deserve it. Paul and Silas in prison were bound and chained. They worship. Everyone was set free. Your praise can set someone free. Don't be selfish. I'm not feeling today. Don't be selfish. Your praise, your worship can set someone free. We know Jesus does it. That's a no-brainer. But your praise and your worship can set someone free. Let's change the way these Sunday mornings look. Not just, come on, pastor, hurry up pray and stir me up come on worship team sing that right thing no 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 let's show up ready to go come on let's let that be our culture from now on that when people walk in here they say man that church is wrong they like to praise and we're, we're getting better and we are growing in it I can see it but there's a lot of other places we can go with it we can go much further in it I think that's everything I have for tonight. I was thinking about having the team come up and uh, play for a bit, but I believe I got out what we needed to get out. Pastor, did you have anything? Pastor Morgan, anything? Lord, we're thankful for your presence in here tonight. That changes us, makes us different. Lord, you deserve it. All of the glory, all, all the honor, all the fame, our time, our devotion, our focus, our priority. <laughs> you deserve all of it. And Lord, we're always, always, always going to remain thankful for what you have done in our lives. 
And we live to worship you, every area of our life, not just what we do on a Sunday morning when our hands are lifted, but every, every portion of our life. Let it bring you glory. Let it bring you honor. Let it bring you fame. Thankful for your presence that's in here tonight. Lord, we're so thankful and we celebrate with the ones that have received the gift of the Holy Spirit tonight. Such an amazing advantage for your life. You'll ne- I'm saying to those ones, you'll never be the same after today. You'll never be the same. You're different. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for that free gift. So, Lord, we seal that in our hearts tonight. Remembering to give you glory and remembering to always be thankful. And as we leave here tonight, we believe that the angels go before us to prepare our way, that they're going to deliver us from all injury, harm, destruction, and that we're leaving here refreshed tonight in the name of Jesus. Refreshed tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we receive that refreshing for, that you have for us because we've chose the right thing tonight, the right place to be. And we thank you for it, Lord. And we leave in your presence and everybody said amen. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.